And now, Chuck and Ruff go to the movies. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Chuck and Ruff Go to the Movies. My name is Jeffrey Chuck Norris, and I'm joined, as always, by my brother, Robert Ruff. Robert, how are you doing today? Doing good. Um, Yeah, I woke up with uh, my Achilles hurting, which is weird. That is kind of weird. I stepped out of bed. I'm like, ow, that really hurts. I <laughs> am struggling to walk right now, but I've made it. <laughs> Ouch, Charlie, that really hurts. Yeah, getting old sucks. Yeah, it does. Who are you telling? I got less than a week to my 40th. Oh, my God. I completely forgot about that. Yeah. Nah, we're just going to say you're 27. I always tell people, once you hit 27, that's the only birthday you need to celebrate. Don't celebrate anything past it. Well, I'm going to Vegas for my 40th, so I'm celebrating my 40th. Celebrating 27 in Vegas. Woo! (laughs) I'll be in Vegas on Sunday. Nice. That sounds fun. I was just telling uh, I was just telling people at work, like, I'm ready for another Vegas trip. I yeah, like yeah it. that was fun. That's how it went. Yeah, it was. Um, but that's cool. Yeah. So uh, since this uh, episode is going to come out after your birthday, happy birthday. Woo. 27. Oh, thank you. 27. Um, <laughs> I'm going to keep saying it. Um, but yes, uh, we have an amazing episode for you all today. But before we dive in, I have all the usual requests. Be sure to give the show a follow on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Those are the best ways of keeping up with everything happening on the show. You can find the links to our social medias on our show notes. Uh, Rate and review the show wherever you're capable of doing so. You know, all the ratings and reviews help us get noticed a lot more out there in the podcasting world. So make sure you do that. And also share us wherever possible as well. And then make sure you are, of course, subscribing to this show. Uh, That way you never miss an episode and encourage everybody else to do the same. So now, let's head to the theater for all that pre-show entertainment. So, before we dive into today's mystery question and, of course, the movie of discussion, have there been any movies or TV shows that you have been watching that you would like to recommend to our listeners today? Well, we haven't talked in a while. At least on podcasts, so yeah. I actually have a little list here. I have a little um, list, too. Little. Of course, we talked about this outside of podcasts. Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Horrible. Awful. Absolutely just an awful movie. The only thing I liked about that movie was the bus scene. Yeah. Other than that, just a god-awful movie. It was, it was, it was I almost want to just go and read all the texts we were sending back and forth to each other during this movie. It was just awful. Yeah, it was dumb. Don't watch it, guys. It's on Netflix. If you're really, 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 really bored... If you want to, but... Yeah. <laughs> it was horrible. I yeah. mean, I'd, even, if, even if I heard this, I'd still probably watch it. You know, if I hadn't watched it before. But. Yeah, because now people are going to wonder why we think it's an absolutely right. horrible film. Right. Yes. Alright, go watch it. Fine. Go. Uh, um, I watched a movie called Promising Young Woman. Oh, I've heard of that. That's that one with uh, Carrie Mulligan, right? Sure. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so how was it? It was interesting. Um, yeah, I, I like it. Kind of started out slow, and but towards the end, it just kind of picked up, and it, it. I mean, the the ending was good. Um totally threw me for a curve and but yeah it was it was, it was, it was an interesting movie to watch okay where did you watch it on by chance uh, i believe that i watched it on hbo max okay cool 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 i'll add it to the list 
uh, watched The Worst Roommate on Netflix, a new series, a limited series. Uh, ba- it's a bit documentary, basically, about uh, each episode is different, um, about, like, literally the worst roommates people have ever had. Like, one roommate murdered somebody else and blah, blah, blah. And uh, one, it, uh, one does it get worse like, than being murdered? Well, I guess not. Almost being <laughs> murdered? Because you remember, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. So... Yeah, but it was interesting. It was it was pretty good. Okay. Um, two nights ago, I watched Jungle Cruise. Finally, I enjoyed oh, that. Which, I thought it was pretty good. Yeah, isn't it? Actually, you know, I'm not usually a big fan of The Rock or anything like that, but I actually did enjoy this film. Yeah. And I went to the movies three times. <gasps> Lucky. I saw Uncharted. How was that? I enjoyed it. I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was good. Okay. Um, I saw Scream. Yes. Which I have thoughts about that. And I don't really want to get into it here for in case people haven't seen it yet. But but for those of you who are interested in seeing it, and it may not be in theaters where you are now, if you have a Paramount Plus account, it is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Oh, really? There you go. So I could have waited another week and just watched it at home? Yep. Because <laughs> I watched right. it yesterday again. <laughs> nice. Um, no, I didn't. Uh, I'll tell you later. I don't yeah, just talk. We'll talk about it offline. But... It, ha- it still hasn't been long enough for us to really go into yeah. it yet. Yeah. Um, and last but not least, two nights ago, I saw the Batman. Don't talk about it. Don't. Nope. Nope. I, yeah. I'm, I'm going to go see it on Saturday. I finally got Karen to agree to go see it. So I've been avoiding everybody's reviews. I have been avoiding everybody's podcasts on this. I've just uh, I, 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 I can't wait. OK, I will say one thing, though. OK, I really enjoyed it. That's what everybody's saying. I haven't heard anybody walk out of this movie yet and say that they did not like it. So that's very no, of promising. Course I do have other thoughts too, but I'm not going to say them now because you haven't seen the movie. Yeah, and a lot of people haven't seen the movie yet. So yeah, I'm pretty sure I'm going to have all sorts of thoughts about this. I mean, this is a three hour movie, so I mean, yeah, like seriously. what what I had to pee after the first hour? Yeah, I was like, and how I much are you packing into like... this three hour movie? Like you know, so I'm I'm a little nervous about that. Um, but I'm also uh, I'm really excited because they really got some great actors in this film to play all these parts. And I'm just really interested to see all these in different interpretations from what I understand though. I will say this from what I understand is that uh, Warner brothers is so pleased with the direction that Matt Reeves took this, that they are now there's now a coining of the phrase, the Reeves verse. Hmm. They, they want to see this continue. Well, I mean, it seems like it's going to um, Colin Farrell play the penguin. Which mm-hmm. I had no idea till after the movie that he played the penguin. I was like, didn't even look like him at all. Really, you didn't I had know no that? Clue it was him. I didn't know. No, huh. I was looking up something else. I was like, Colin Farrell played the penguin. What? The, what? <laughs> and yeah, it didn't look like him at all. Didn't sound like him. I mean, wow, good makeup. I was, yeah, yeah, it really was awesome. Um, all right, I can't wait yeah, to see it. I'm, I'm so excited to see it. I think Karen's going to end up hating it, but she agreed to go see it with me. So, and well, my <laughs> buddy texts me. I worked Monday. Been up since like five forty, five four forty-five in the morning, and he texts me. He's like, "Hey, you want to go see the Batman tonight at ten o'clock?" I was like, "Okay." Then I looked it up three hours long. I was like, "Oh man, I hope I make it through the movie." <laughs> but no, I, it was good. I um, yeah, like I said, after the first hour, I had to pee, so I held it for two more hours. Oh my god, movie was over, and I didn't want to get up and miss anything. So, yes, uh, all right, all right, I'm excited. I can't wait. It was good. Awesome. Um, but yeah, so I also saw that they're making a Beetlejuice 2. 
Yeah, I saw that too. And I mean, I've seen all sorts of announcements about potential uh, upcoming sequels or prequels and things like that. Uh, Beetlejuice two, or they're making a prequel to I Am Legend. Just let leave it alone, guys. Leave it. Is alone. it a prequel? Because Will Smith's supposed to be in it. They said it, apparently it's supposed apparently it's supposed to be a prequel. Okay, I thought it was going to be a sequel because apparently Michael B. Jordan's supposed to be in it too. Yeah, so I don't know. I actually, literally watched it like three nights ago, and then I heard that there's a. Another one coming out. I was like, oh, I'm guessing it's speculation at this point. But from the last thing I read, it was that it was supposed to be a prequel. I don't know. Yeah, Uh, there was a couple of other things that I I just I can't. Oh, uh, I don't know if this is true, but I uh, think a friend of mine told me that they're making a either a reboot or a sequel to White Man Can't Jump. Oh, my gosh. I know. Really? Why? I'll I'll try to go find that message again. They sent it to me I on it was Instagram. A, I, I want to say it was a reboot. Okay. I hope it's not a sequel after all these years, but you never know. Hollywood. Well, we don't need a just, reboot either. We don't need anything. Just leave it alone. <laughs> yeah. It's just like this new Fresh Prince of Bel Air they have out. Yeah. It's called Bel Air or whatever. Yeah. And uh, it's a drama, it's a not drama a comedy. Now. And from what I've heard, like Phil's cheating on his wife now. Come on, that was never the character. Never the character. Oh, well, because he they got to create. They got to fake the drama. I mean, you know, if you're going to take the comedy element out of it, then you got to create drama somewhere. You don't. You, don't, you, you could have just made another show that had nothing to do with Be- for the Fresh Prince of Bel Air, you know, and yeah. done the exact same things. They're they're capitalizing know, on people's uh, nostalgia and love of Bel Air, or well, you know, Fresh Prince yeah, of Bel Air, but they're not even making a Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Yeah. yeah, no, absolutely. I mean. It's kind of like the same thing behind uh, the Saved by the Bell show that they're doing on Peacock. I watched a few episodes of it, and outside of the episodes where they got like the original cast members to come in, I don't like it. I just don't like the direction they're trying to do and stuff like that. And it's just, it's not, to me, it's not Saved by the Bell. Now, this generation might be eating it up. I have no idea. But right. our generation, no, I don't appreciate what they're doing. So it is what it is, I guess. No more original ideas. No. Or no, the problem is, is there's plenty of original ideas, but Hollywood just sees dollar signs on all these reboots and stuff like that. They are literally capitalizing on our nostalgia and our willingness to mm-hmm. see the things that we used to be in love with. So that's now, our I fault for feeding them the money to do it. Right. I am excited about the new Jurassic Park coming out, though. Well, yeah. Of course, we're excited yeah. about it because one, uh, even if they didn't have Sam Neill, Laura Dern, and Jeff Goldblum coming back to play their characters, I was still going to go see the movie because I still like this oh, yeah. new trilogy or this new franchise that they're doing. So, I mean, it's supposed to be the last one. So, yeah, so hopefully. yeah, supposed to be the last one. We've heard that about Fast and Furious and all sorts of crap too. So, I mean, come on, we heard that about Star Wars, and they're still planning on more Star Wars movies. So. Obi Wan, <gasps> did you watch the trailer? Oh my I watched that last night, and that literally was the highlight of my night. Yeah, I uh, well, I watched it after you posted it. Oh my god, it's just and that music, yes, yes, Duel of Fates. Oh my gosh, it just like it made me all tingly all over, guys. If you haven't seen the Obi Wan trailer yet, go watch it. Is it is online May twenty fifth is when this uh, limited series starts streaming on Disney Plus. It's so exciting. It's actually surprising to me that the that song in the first movie was never used in any of the other movies. It really was because it became such an iconic song. Like, you know, when you think of 
Star Wars, especially the prequel trilogies, that's the first song that really honestly comes into my head outside of the main theme and maybe Vader's theme, yeah. you know? Yeah. So for the Imperial. Yeah. Yeah. The Imperial March, uh, whatever. I call it Vader's theme. <laughs> but uh, yeah. What else you got? Uh, I think that's it. Awesome. Like awesome. It. Well, I, yeah. I, oh, I did watch another movie last night uh, called Till Death on Netflix with Megan Fox. Ugh. All it right. starts out slow, but it, it was it wasn't horrible. I'm not a fan of Megan Fox. Nah, it wasn't bad. It's worth a watch. Maybe someday. Um. Well, my list is short, but uh, I like the movies on my list except for Texas Chainsaw Massacre. We already talked about that one, so. Um. So after our Godzilla conversation, I told myself I was going to continue on with this franchise. So I went on to Kong Skull Island and And? honestly, I really didn't like it. Hmm. I mean, I I thought it was it was entertaining and a lot like John C. Riley is definitely my favorite part of that whole movie. Yeah. Um, Give me more John C. Riley any day. I mean, he's actually a great actor, but uh, like his character was really funny and stuff like that. I just thought, you know, and I, I guess it's proof, at least in my opinion, that no matter how many stars you throw into a movie, it doesn't necessarily make it a great movie. You know what I mean? You know, like, uh, like I, I can appreciate Samuel L. Jackson's character. I mean, Samuel L. Jackson is Samuel L. Jackson. He's going to be that way. Uh, you know, John Goodman's in this movie. Uh, I, I enjoyed that, but like Tom Hiddleston, I could not get behind him or his character in this movie. Uh, same thing with Brie Larson. Uh, it's just, I don't know. I just, I really wasn't digging it. But it was a lot more action yeah. than its predecessor, Godzilla. So I will, yeah, definitely. I will give it that. I did enjoy that aspect of it. But as far as like story wise, nah, couldn't get into it. But I will continue on. So uh, Godzilla: King of Monsters is next on the list. So cool. Yeah. Uh, next movie I saw was The King's Man. So the prequel to Kingsman. Oh, I haven't seen it yet. Yes. Um. I didn't hate it, but I didn't like overly like it either. Um, um, it was a good story. I, I found the story to be very interesting. Uh, you know, it really played into the whole history of everything. You know, what was happening over in Germany, Russia, England during the times of World War One and stuff like that. So, you know, they they did a really good job bringing that all around. Um. I felt like it lacked in action, uh, whereas, you know, Kingsman and Kingsman 2, uh, the Golden Circle, was filled with just like that in your face action, shoot em up, blood everywhere, almost like a Quentin Tarantino love letter. This one lacked that. And it was kind of uh, it, it kind of took me aback a little bit. Um, and maybe it was purposeful. I don't know, but we'll see. But other than that, I still recommend everybody go watch it because I know they're going to make a sequel to it. They left it open for one and they even teased it. So I wasn't a big fan of the first Kingsman movie, but I enjoy the second one a lot more. What? uh, Yeah, I was going to say that's a popular opinion. Yeah. For some reason, I don't know. Something about the first one bugged me. I don't know what it was, but I really enjoyed the second one more than I did the first one. Wow. 
Okay. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love the second one. Actually, I like them both. But man, that first one is just, it's crazy, especially that church scene. And maybe I need to go back and rewatch it. I think I've only watched it once. So maybe that's why. I don't know. Yeah, go um, back and go back and give it another go. That church scene alone is worth loving that movie over. But I, 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 no, I'm not I'm not going to fault you for that. I mean, the second one is a it's a good one. Julianne Moore surprisingly makes a decent yeah, like villain, that, that you know, that whole little town village thing. Yeah, thing. It was like yeah. The, Poppy or whatever her name is. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. But yeah, Kingsman, guys, it's uh, it's available. On, well, I don't think it's on HBO Max anymore, but it was and it was on Hulu oh, there, too. Oh. Yeah, I watched oh, it on the, uh, HBO the Max. Yeah, the original. The the, no, one? not the original. Oh. Uh, the prequel one oh. I just was talking about, Kingsman. It's on it, HBO Max? Oh. It was. I don't know if it is anymore, honestly. Oh, I, I don't know if the 30 days is up or not. Um, the next movie I watched was Ghostbusters Afterlife. So that new Ghostbusters movie. And I loved it. Yeah, I almost watched it again last night. I, I it was so well done in my opinion just the right amount of, of homage to the first two film mainly the first film but the right amount of homage to the first two films and things like that uh just enough callback just enough uh to show love and recognition but also keep the integrity of what ghostbusters was and stuff like that so i i'm just i i really appreciated what uh jason reitman did for this movie uh for those of you who don't know ivan reitman was the original director and one of the original writers of the first two ghostbusters movie jason is his son and so jason took up the mantle since ivan reitman is no longer with us and uh, he gave us a very wonderful story um to really help you know bring ghostbusters into the new generation um and uh not that awful Ghostbusters film that happened back in 2016. We're just going to pretend that never what, happened. What was that in 2016? The uh, that really awful Ghostbusters film. What? what I, I don't know what that is. Oh, you know what? <laughs> I see what you're doing there. Uh, I thought maybe I was cutting out again. <laughs> I see what you did there. <laughs> you're funny. Yeah, that uh, was horrible. Yeah, awful. Uh, and the last movie I watched. This is a rewatch, so it's not new. Um. For some reason, I had this inkling to watch Rocky Horror Picture Show the other day. <laughs> nice. I, w- I, I put it on and my intention was just to have it on as background noise as I was doing stuff around the house. But five minutes into it, I'm on the couch, eyes glued, watching Tim Curry dance around. I, I just I don't know why I love this movie so much. It's absolute. It's just a fun movie to watch. It really is. I do not remember the last time I watched it. You have it on Vudu, and that's where I watched it on. Yeah, it Although, is. the version you have on Vudu, I'm not happy with. It's the original U.S. version, and uh, I have the I have the physical Blu-ray disc for this, and it has the U.K. version on it with some extra scenes and the original ending of the movie. Oh. Yeah, so the U.S. version cut a couple of scenes and then cut the, cut the ending short just as the castle's taking off, and that's yeah. where it cuts. There's a whole like another musical number after it. Interesting. Yeah, for those who don't know, I did watch uh, before I went to bed last night. I watched the uh, Red Dawn. In Which one for World War Three? Oh, the original. The original. Of course, the original. Okay. Yes. God, I haven't seen the original in years. 
Oh, so good. I I, I don't think it's going to come to that point. I really hope it doesn't come to that point. <laughs> no, um, Russians uh, parachuting in. Yeah, yeah. I don't think we're. I don't think we'll get there. Hopefully, we won't get there. Uh, and then I did start something. We had talked about this movie during the Godzilla um, episode, uh, Double Dragon. Yes. Oh, you watched I, it? No, I started it. Oh. I did not get a chance to finish it. Uh, I started it at work when I was on break, and I just hadn't had a chance to return to it yet. But, uh, yeah, we did talk about it, and I did uh, sit down and try. I'll have to finish it before our and? next recording. So far, it's hokey. <laughs> it's what are you watching it on amazon it's oh, okay. on amazon prime oh huh. yeah it, it's hokey it's it's silly it's a 90s film so i mean it is what it is it's not bad so far but it's not exactly wow you know yeah yeah and that's all i got for oh and uh i started a rewatch of Shit's creek because that show is just hilarious and that's my uh I'm wind down that. show at night cool I'm in the middle. I'm on season three of Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Nice. It's actually pretty freaking funny. It is a funny show. I'm not usually a big fan of Andy Samberg, but right. he's funny in this. They all are funny. They all work well together, like him, Terry Crews. Uh, I forget the guy who I plays uh, Cruz, the Chief. I like Terry Crews, um, but he overacts a lot. I think that's his thing. I don't think, I, it, that's I don't his think thing. he needs to, but yeah, it might be his thing. Yeah, might be his thing. Um, I don't know, but yeah, it's, it's a funny show. It is highly recommend Brooklyn Nine Nine. It's on Hulu, right? Yeah, that's where I'm watching it. Nice. This is my first time watching it. Oh, so yeah. So this is your first watch through. Good. Yeah. Cool. cool. Never seen it before. Discovering it. Uh, so yeah, that's all I got for things that I have been watching and would recommend or don't recommend. Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Um. Sure. So uh, for our mystery question today, I actually don't really. It's not so much a mystery question. It's more of a discussion. Uh, this morning, for some strange reason, I've been thinking a lot about Back to the Future 2. No way. I literally watched it like two days ago. Seriously? Just I was, I was going through movies and I was like, I was looking for something to watch. And actually, it was yesterday, actually. No, yesterday. Because I was really, really hungover. And <laughs> I just threw something on. I was like, huh, I don't want to watch Back to the Future 1. I, let's watch Back to the Future 2. And I had it on yesterday. Oh, it, well, then good. You're going to be nice and ready for this discussion, I hope. So <clears throat> I was thinking about it. So, you know, we have established on this show that we don't like, I mean, we like time travel, but the whole idea behind time travel is just a very confusing thing. And I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, we both subscribe to the idea that any time that you go to the past to change an event, you are creating a whole new timeline. We agree on that, right? Yes and no. Oh, no. Oh, no, no, no. Okay. Put a pin <laughs> in that discussion then because I have a feeling we'll get started on a tangent on that one. I'm going to put a pin there real quick. So, all right. On the idea that if you go back and you change the event, you are changing the present. Or right, change an event in the past, you're changing the present, ergo the future, correct? Yes. We can agree on that. All right. Yes. Which so, is what contradicted in-game. Yes. But we're not going to go down that rabbit hole. Okay. <laughs> the rabbit hole I want to go down is, so if the whole idea behind changing an event to affect the future or the present, depending on your situation, why was it so important in the beginning of Back to the Future 2 that they go to the future 
to change an event that hasn't happened yet. Therefore, anything they could have gone, changed this event in the future, gone back to the original time, dropped Marty off, and that event still could have occurred had they not prevented what led to that event. Right. So if you remember at the end of Back to the Future 3. I, I was um, going to get there. I'm Jennifer, glad you're going there. Okay, yeah. Jennifer had that note in her pocket mm-hmm. that said, you're fired. And uh-huh. then it erased. And then she asked Doc about it. He's like, because your future hasn't been written yet. It's up to you. So, so that yes, one. So, so, right. So knowing, I, th- I think knowing what uh, is going to happen in the future, you could change it. You could change your future without going to the future, you know? As so that one line, that one idea, yes, that one line, that one idea means that because your future isn't written yet, Robert Zemeckis and Steven Spielberg just took us for rides on two movies. They literally took money from us for two movies and then went back and told us, oh, by the way, it doesn't matter what happens in the future because it's not written yet. So, bam, had they never gone to the future... What no, I'm saying okay, is, so, with uh, they stupidly went to the future in they only the second went to the future movie, in one movie in the in the yeah. second movie, and then because of something that happened in the future, they had to go back to the past to go fix it. Had they never gone to the future, we would have never had Back to the Future two or three. Therefore, those two movies are actually pointless movies in a franchise because of one no, line. Um, no, well, they never went to the future in the in the first movie. No, so that's why I'm yeah, saying Back the to the Future is fine. It's Back to the Future's two and three that are unnecessary movies. All because well, they no, chose... Back to the Future 3 was necessary. No, it was only necessary because of the events of Back to the Future 2 and the events of the Back to well, the Future yes, 2 yes. wouldn't have ever happened yes. had they not gone to the future to change an event that they shouldn't have been trying to do anyway because it happened in the future what i'm trying to say here is that these two movies are literally money grabbers because they should have of never they are happened. they're movies <laughs> yes they should have because it was fun it's fun but I, I i promise you this one thought that i had this morning about this about how he, they should have never gone to the future and they should have never done that made me realize that back to the futures two and three should have never happened and now i'm actually disappointed because back to the future two is my favorite of the three, believe it or not. And now I now I kind of have a little bit of a despise for it. So back to the future three. Now we've discussed this in the in the movie mistakes. That movie should have been over in like 20 minutes. Yeah, really. It should because been. of the two DeLoreans that are both back there in the past. Mm-hmm. One got the gas tank shot out. One had parts missing. You well, you take one part from the other car, move it to the car with the gas, and bam, working car. Yeah. Uh, I yeah, we we agree on this. We agree. Yeah. So anyway, so yeah, this just random thought as I'm standing in the shower just really made me think about the fact that going to the future for Doc Brown, one of the smartest people. To say, let's go to the future and change this event. He's a moron. It was a slapstick reaction. Yeah, I guess. He had he had more time to think about it later. He's like, you know, we probably shouldn't have done that. Once he got back to the to 1985 is probably when he's like, you know what? That future hasn't been written yet. We just caused a whole other chain of events now. And we're in the alternate 1985. And yeah, that was, that was dumb. Yeah, you know, he should have just, if anything, he should have just shown up. 
like gave Marty the paper and say, don't let your kid do stupid shit like this. Yeah. Boom. Done. End of movie. Let's go home. But then you don't have a movie. <laughs> yeah, a movie. I like that. I like Back to the Future too. So do I. So do I. That's why it like kills me to think that the entire premise of Back to the Future Two, which of course led to the entire premise of Back to the Future Three, could have been avoided had they realized it was pointless to change an event in the future. But then you're not making money on movies. Come on, Jeffrey. I know it's all about the money. It's all about the all Benjamins. About the money. I haven't seen that movie in forever. Um, anyway, so that was my mystery thought. And I, I'm so glad you actually watched this movie a couple days ago. Yeah. Guys, we did not plan Yesterday. that. That was just a very fortuitous no. event. That was awesome. That was awesome. So, yeah, that's what I got. All right. <laughs> so cool. let's 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 travel back time travel back to 1970s and bear witness to 79. Yes. Bear witness to Steve Martin's theatrical debut. In The Jerk. Well, starring theatrical debut, I guess I should say. These cans are defective. They're springing leaks. Come over here and look at that. Listen, you better run for cover. You're going to spring a leak. Huh? We don't have defective cans. We have a defective bison out there. He hates these cans. Stay away from the cans. So, a quick synopsis of this film. And by quick, I mean this is probably the quick quickest synopsis i've ever typed up on this thing a simple-minded man growing up on a poor farm as the only white guy in the family starts to realize that he does not fit in with his family and he goes on to experience life where he gets into all sorts of hijinks at the end yeah that works <laughs> basically sums up this movie literally in two sentences um some fun movie facts about this. Uh, the movie was released on December 14th of 1979, had an estimated budget of $4 million, grossed $5.9 million on opening weekend, and grossed $73.7 million overall. So for a movie made in 1979, that's a winner. What did you say the budget was? Uh, I did a little digging, I and I found an okay. estimated budget of $4 million. Yeah, I had to go. Oh, okay. And do a little digging on this one. On uh, that's the number that I found most consistently. I found other numbers, but four million was the one that popped up the most. Well, so I'm just gonna go with it. Yeah. yeah, I made it up in opening weekend plus, and then overall seventy three point seven million dollars in nineteen seventy nine, or between nineteen seventy nine and nineteen eighty, since it was a December release, is a fair amount of money. You know. Yep. That that would be a blockbuster, I guess, in this day and age. Yeah, with inflation and all that, yeah, definitely. It has an 83% critic rating and certified fresh on Rotten Tomatoes, and it has an 84% audience rating. Um, so it's a very well-received movie uh, on both ends of the spectrum. And I'm going to be 100% honest, I'm a little surprised by that. Why? Well, not to give away the plot of this episode, but I do not like this movie. What? Really? Really. This so I don't understand. I don't understand everybody's love of this movie. I, I I guess it's lost on me. Hmm. Yeah. We'll talk about that. We'll get there. I um, guess so. <laughs> uh so a couple reviews that I found here that I'd like to highlight. Uh the first one, I'll start with a nice one. I'll start with a nice one. Uh from the staff of the variety. 
I, honestly, I don't know if this is nice or not. You you listen to it and you you tell me what you think. The staff says it's an artless, nonstop barrage of off-the-wall situations, funny and unfunny jokes, generally effective and sometimes hilarious sight gags, and body non-sequiters. Uh, I can never say that word. Sequiters? 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 Sequiters. There you go. Sure. At one point, I was an English major, believe it or not. But uh, yeah, I don't know if that's a good review or a bad review it kind of sounds like both yeah it's like we can't make up our minds how we feel about this movie so it's it's funny but it's not funny it's artless it's sometimes hilarious sight gags blah 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 yeah they seem torn hmm. yeah um maybe you don't like this movie <laughs> i don't i really don't like i struggled to get through this movie i, really? I turned it off oh, i turned it off funny. after 50 minutes I didn't finish it until this morning. Hmm. Yeah. Um, Roger Ebert does not like this movie. He says, we get the sense at times that the cast and crew arrived at a location, found the script bankrupt of real laughs, and started looking around for funny props. Uh, Yeah, yeah. Apparently, uh, Rob Reiner, uh, not Rob Reiner, Carl Reiner and Steve Martin used to um drive to the set together and they'd like come up with jokes on the way to work every day i was just yeah i was just about to use that as an example of maybe that's why roger ebert felt that way yeah uh and then um janet maslin from the new york times she gave it a good review the laughs aren't steady but they're persistent and the film moves fast enough to compensate for its unevenness yeah and that's all I got for reviews. Do you have any you would like to highlight? Well, I wrote down the Roger Ebert one, which I figured you said that anyways. But of course, the only other one I wrote down was uh, this is Steve Martin at his absolute silliest, therefore most brilliant. I disagree with that wholeheartedly. <laughs> uh, I can think of so many. Movie? My favorite Steve Martin movie. Yeah. That, that's not fair. Um, because there's well, so many good ones. There's so many good ones. Um, I would have to say, quite honestly, my favorite Steve Martin movie would be um, Sergeant Bilko. That's I, top three for me. I, I love, love that Bilko. movie. Uh, yeah. and maybe, uh, maybe Father of the Bride, because, I mean, that's like one of my earliest yeah, memories Father of watching Bride, yeah. Steve Martin. Um, me too. And Three Amigos. I love Three Amigos. Yeah, Three Amigos. Absolutely. Sure. I but, actually enjoyed the the Pink Panther movie too. Oh, his take of Pink Panther, yeah, it was a little over the top, but it worked because it was Steve Martin. Anybody else probably wouldn't have been able to carry it that way. Yeah, um, he's he's a great actor. I mean, you, we both just finished watching, uh, you know, Only Murders in the Building, you know, that Hulu right. show, and you know, he's great. Steve Martin is absolutely phenomenal to watch. I this is his very first like starring role in a theatrical film. I still think he was trying to find himself here. So this is not the Steve Martin that I, you know, like I guess I can relate to because I already, I fell in love with the already established Steve Martin, not yeah. the early Steve Martin. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? No, well, it makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. And there's other things about this movie that I don't like either, but it is. I'm sure we'll get into that. We'll get into that. Uh, so, uh, 
What is it about this movie that brought us here today, aside from the fact that we landed on it during our voodoo roulette thing? So that's why we're talking about this movie. But you like this movie. What is it about this movie that you like? I don't know. I just like the little slapstick humor. That's funny. (laughs) A white man being raised in a black family, but he had no idea. Like, I'm adopted. Why why are you going to tell me this? (laughs) It's funny. It, it is. I mean, I'm uh, that that humor is not lost on me. You mean, like, you mean I'm going to stay this color? <laughs> like uh, it's it's one of my favorite scenes. Is like when he discovers that he can actually dance, but only yeah. to white people music and like a <laughs> <Right>. white man. <laughs> yeah, at the beginning, he's like all off beat and trying to snap. And <laughs> it's so, funny. It is. Fu- I, I I it has its moments, but overall, um, for me, like you know. I was I was excited to watch this movie when it came up on our roulette and after all these years, because I, I honestly just did not remember this movie. I knew I'd seen it, but I did not remember most of it. And then after watching it, I remembered why I forgot it, because it just to me, it, to me, it just it didn't hit the mark. But. To each their own, that's why we have a podcast like this, it's very it's not very often that we have differing views when it comes to movies that we like and stuff like that. So this is this going to be a very interesting dynamic going through the rest of this episode. Yeah. Uh, the last time I think I did an episode on a movie I didn't like was when the boys from Porcelain Peak joined me and we talked about uh, um, Dumb and Dumber. And oh, I uh, love that movie. I can't stand that I like, movie. I like these stupid movies. I like stupid, funny movies. That's what I grew up on. But I like stupid movies too. But I, I, I guess I just don't under. I, I, I've. Why don't I like stupid movies that everybody else likes? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Like, I like Grown Ups. That's a stupid movie. Eh, I'm not. A, I mean, it's all right. <laughs> see, see, that's I like Grown Ups too. Kind of movie. And that's a stupid I mean, movie. I like Shaq in the movie. Oh, Shaq is funny in the movie. It's hilarious. In fact, I'm gonna go see Shaq. He's he, he's a he's a DJ now. Oh my god! And he's coming to town. <laughs> and a buddy of mine went to high school with Shaq here in San Antonio. So yeah. I texted him. I was like, "When I found out that Shaq is coming to town, I was like, hey man, your boy's coming to town." And he texts me back. He's like, "Hmm, let me see if I get his backstage passes." I was like, "Okay, awesome." <laughs> so what is he? DJ oh, Kazam? Or DJ, Shaz- uh, DJ Diesel? Because that was his nickname, the Diesel. Oh my, the god. big Diesel. So DJ Diesel, it's like all EDM stuff, but uh, it'll be fun. Is that a, a, a Cowboys dance hall here in San Antonio? They're going to do bar. they're going to do EDM <laughs> at a country bar. No, actually, they, they do EDM there all the time. Um, they have EDM nights and stuff. Uh, that Steve Akoi or whatever his name is. Do you know who I'm talking about? The big EDM DJ. Yeah. Um, but he yeah, he's played there many times. At Cowboys. Yeah. Cowboys. Interesting. OK. It's good that they're branching out beyond country. Uh, I mean, it's a dance hall. It's got a big, huge stage and stuff, so you can use it really for anything. It's just on every other night besides those couple of nights is country hall. That's fair. They do the Honda there, too. and Yeah. Hmm. That's fair. I don't go with the Honda. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> uh, well, let's talk about the cast of this movie real quick. Um <laughs> I don't understand what they're saying. I don't. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't speak Spanish. No, no. Probably hey, should. oh, I took three years of it. Hey, well, you know what? 
a little plug here for an app that doesn't support us, Duolingo. I use that every day, and I'm learning Spanish. Oh. Yeah. Cool. I like it. Uh, you know, it doesn't require a lot of time. Uh, you know, I do my daily uh, my daily goals, and sometimes I do way beyond that. Sometimes I just literally do my daily goals, but I've I've been learning uh, quite a lot. Like I already knew a little bit, you know, enough to, you know, navigate properly, order good food, stuff like that. But uh, I'd forgotten a lot of the uh, major principles of sentence structure and things like that. So it's just it's been really fun going back and learning all that. Um, I'm halfway through unit two now. So Duolingo, if you want to learn a language. Cool. Yes. Uh, so let's talk about this cast real quick. There's a lot of people in this cast, but only like a certain amount of them that people will yeah. recognize. Of course, starting with a couple people. Yeah, I only wrote down like three, four. Uh, first, of course, being Steve Martin. Steve Martin needs no introduction. He has been around for a long time. Uh, SNL is where, you know, he got his really big start. Uh, you got um, all these comedy movies that he's been in from The Jerk to Father of the Bride to Three Amigos, like you said, with Chevy Chase and Martin Short and stuff like that. He's And he's still out there making making it. You know, he's out there. He does a touring show with Martin Short, a touring comedy show. He plays all sorts of instruments. Uh, I believe he's a Grammy winner, if I remember correctly. I think so. Yeah. So, I mean, he's he's big into the music scene. He's a great actor. He's funny. Uh, He does dramas as well and things like that. So he's very well versed in uh, his acting career. So you asked me what my favorite Steve Martin movie. What was yours? I'm sorry if you said it and I forgot. Uh, I might have. I don't know. I don't think I did. Yeah, because um, you said that Sergeant Bilgo was in your top three and you liked Three Amigos. Yeah. Yeah. So, so actually, probably Sergeant Bilgo, Three Amigos, and uh, Father of the Bride. Yeah. Because that's uh, what we watched a lot as kids. I don't know why. We did. We watched this a lot. Especially Father of the Bride. I remember watching that movie quite yeah, I remember, often. No, that's, what, that's what I was saying. Yeah, we watched that a lot when we were kids. Yeah. And the sequel. Yeah. I like the sequel, too. It's funny. Did you ever watch that thing they did last year or maybe it was... I know what you're talking about, but I didn't watch it. Yeah. The little online thing they did where all the cast got back together. It was it was interesting. It was OK. You know, kind of pushy on the political agenda, but it was fun to watch still. Um, so, yeah, Steve Martin, the next person on my list, uh, Bernadette Peters, who plays his love interest, Maria, in this film. Bernadette Peters is... Very well known in the Broadway scene. She's been on stage. She's been in a bunch of stage productions and stuff like that. The most recent movie I remember seeing her in was TikTok Boom, where she made a guest appearance in one of the uh, one of the sequences that they did. Um, if you all haven't seen that movie, there's a sequence where uh, Andrew Garfield's character of Jonathan Larson is uh, having a musical number at the diner that he works at. And they they used a lot of Broadway stars as extras in this film. So you're seeing people um, from all sorts of different Broadway shows or even movie adaptations, uh, Rent, Chicago, Hamilton, stuff like that, all coming together to uh, make this musical number. It was really cool. And Bernadette Peters was one of those people. Nice. Yeah. Um, Do you have anything else on Bernadette? Um, Let's see. No, I don't. 
She did Can make a go through Steve Martin. Well, I kind of go through Steve Martin since we're talking about him. <laughs> I about to say I kind of blew through him, so I didn't give you much of a chance, did I? So talk about Steve Martin. I don't know. I just had a couple little tidbits and stuff, Good. but nothing really. No. Uh, so let's see. Did you know that he was up for the role of Doc Brown? Speaking of Back to the Future. I think I remember us discussing that when we did our Back to the Future episode, and I'm so glad he didn't I get think it. We, yeah, you know, we might have talked about that. Yeah. No, it worked out much better with Christopher Lloyd. And he was also considered as Willy Wonka for the Charlie and the Charlotte Chocolate Factory movie in 2005. No. Or so I went to Johnny Depp. Yeah, no, Johnny Depp. No, that was fine. His performance as Navin Johnson in The Jerk was ranked number 66 in Premier Magazine's list of 100 greatest film performances of all time. But you hate this movie, so it's okay. (laughs) (laughs) That was a great performance? Okay. Okay. Yeah. Sure. It was a great performance. Sure. <laughs> it was fantastic. Fantabulous. What else you got? That's all I got. All right. Steve Martin. Greatest 66 <laughs> greatest performance, whatever. Um Bernadette Peters, uh, real quick. She did do another movie with Steve Martin in 1981 called Pennies from Heaven. Never seen it. But I wanted to throw that well, out there because actually, of their think, connection. Uh, they were dating when they made the jerk. Yes. I remember reading that. And maybe even engaged or something. Yeah, I remember reading that. The next person I have written on on my list is M. Emmett Walsh as the madman slash private detective. The only reason I have him written down is because... Being a fan of uh, Home Improvement. Yes, I knew you were going to say that. Yep. Yeah, That's where he, I remember him from. He plays uh, Jill's dad in uh, Home Improvement. Other than that, I couldn't even begin to tell you anything else I remember him in. Nuh-uh. And then the last one he's I have. a lot of stuff, though. Yeah, he has. He's been in a lot of stuff. If I really go back and think about it, I <sighs> without pulling up his filmography, let me see if I can summon something in the memory banks here. Um... I think he was in that movie with Julia Roberts and Richard Gere, Runaway Bride. I think he was in that. Don't know. Never. Saw I don't know. That. You never saw that? Ah, it was funny. Nope. I mean, it's no Pretty Woman, but I don't like Pretty Woman either. So. I see. I hate movies that most people like. Apparently. <laughs> uh, and the last person I have on my list is uh, Jackie Mason. Mm, which one's Jackie Mason? He is the guy who owns the uh, gas station. Or, oh, the gas station? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he, he's, uh, he's a big name in the comedy world. He's done. He's worked with uh, people like Mel Brooks. Um, he's uh, worked with a bunch of SNL uh, characters, and he uh, played a very significant role of uh, the rabbi on The Simpsons. So he's just he's a bigger name in the comedy world. Or not a bigger name, but he has a name in the comedy world. Just died in 2001, age yes, 93. Yep, 
uh, about five days before my birthday. He's been a lot of stuff. Yeah, he is. And that's all I have. What do you got? Um, that's all I got. I didn't write down a whole lot of cast members. Yeah, it's like I said, there's a bunch of people in this movie, but like none that I even knew or recognized. So, and then real quick before we move on, director Carl Reiner. I have to talk about Carl Reiner because he's in my favorite movie of all time. Your favorite movie, Ocean's Eleven. 12 and 13 as Saul. Uh, He is no longer with us either. He passed away back in 2020 at 98. He lived a very long life. Yeah. Just throwing that out there. But uh, he also made an appearance in this movie as himself. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Which is, I'm going to admit one of my favorite things about this movie. I thought it was hilarious. It, It cracked me up so much. That was probably the most I laughed in during the whole movie was the whole Carl Reiner sequence. Yeah, I like that. That was funny. Yeah. Did you know that? Did you know? Yes. He was one of the people who created the Dick Van Dyke show. Really? Really? Huh. Yeah. That's how long he's been in this business. And Dick Van Dyke started airing in 1961. Yeah. Crazy. I'm surprised Dick Van Dyke's still alive. He's never going to die. No, I know he's forever, forever old. Like, old well, we also said that about Betty White, and she finally kicked it. So yeah, she did. So May she rest in next. peace. Yeah, protect Dick Van Dyke, guys. And that's all I've got as far as cast and director goes. So, out of all these people, who are your who's your favorite? Uh, if there's <laughs> if that's even a question, <laughs> well, Steve Martin, Steve Martin, but Bernadette. Peter, I do like Bernadette Peters' uh, role in this movie. Why? Why? <laughs> I'm sorry. I, just, I, just, I wanted to add a little substance to it. Oh, Why? Wow. Why is she her favorite? <laughs> no, I said I like her in it, but Steve Martin's my favorite. Oh, no. Okay. So why do you like her? I'm sorry. Why do you like her? I, oh, I think she's funny. She deliver. She does deliver on a very dry but she sense, but it works. Does. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, yeah. no. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. Uh, I. I like dry humor and I think that I think it does work. It's a, it's especially good in contrast to a slapstick comedy. Uh, her lack of reaction is what makes something a little bit funnier instead of fully full on reacting to it. So, right. I can, I can, I can go for that. Absolutely. Um, for me, it's a tie. I liked Carl Reiner, of course, but I also like like the, a two second role. Yeah, but he was funny. He was funny. <laughs> and I like the guy uh, who played the bias. butler. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. His wife was getting shot. Yeah, the- he's literally staring out the window <laughs> and his wife is getting shot by policemen. And then he goes on to he's like, I'm, uh, you know, Steve Martin's character, uh, Navin, is just like, oh, I'm sorry about your wife. And he's just like so like nonchalant about it. It's oh, like, oh well, oh yeah. well, what are you gonna do? <laughs> Things happen. And then like just a few moments later, he's rules. like, uh, you know, I haven't quite gotten over her death yet. It literally just happened, and he's just sitting there like yeah. so nonchalant about it. it. It was funny. It really was. So that's why those two are my favorite. They to me, they delivered the funniest parts of the movie. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, so that brings us to top scenes or sequences. What Lead us off here. 
convince me why there are scenes in here that are worth uh, loving. Wow. I don't know. What are my favorite scenes? Like me and my friend Natalie, we quote this all the time. When, uh, let's see. Hold on a second. Let's see. Oh, the that's all I need scene. That's all I need. This. Oh. <laughs> I don't need this. Just this ashtray. This paddle game. This ashtray, this paddle game, and that's all I need. And this remote control. The ashtray, the paddle game, the remote <laughs> control, and that's all I need. And these matches. The ashtray, these <laughs> matches, the remote control, and the paddle ball, and this lamp. The ashtray, the, ball, the remote <laughs> control, this lamp, and that's all I need. <laughs> it's funny. <laughs> it is kind of funny. It is a little funny. Yeah. I stickered. It's a little <laughs> It's funny. And that's all I need. No? Yeah? No? I'm smiling. I know nobody can see it, but I'm smiling. Okay. <laughs> uh, another one is the, the when the when the, the Vatos come over. To oh the, my the god. <laughs> that right, that was funny too. Alright, that one was funny too. Damn it, you're you're not making this easy on me. I know, because it's a funny movie. Is it a funny movie, because, or is it a movie because, that has funny parts it. in it? I got Mrs. Nesmith's card. Wait, I'm going to go back so they don't get suspicious. Yeah. Is it a funny movie, or does it just have funny moments? Funny moments makes a movie a funny movie. Does it? Yeah, no. Okay, so if a movie has a moment of a few moments of horror in it, does it make it a horror movie? Ah, oh, yeah, yeah. You're reading way too much into this. <laughs> it, it, if a movie has a sad scene in it, does it make it a drama? Ah, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're killing. Am I being too literal here? Yes. I mean, that is a fault of mine. Sometimes I can't turn that off. So, I mean, if I am reading too much into this and being a little too literal about this movie, uh, there was a, there was a user on IMDb who said that sometimes you just have to turn off your brain and enjoy the stupidity. Yes. Exactly. Wait, wait, uh, hold on, hold on. I want to I want to get exactly what this guy said because it did make me laugh when I read it. Uh, hold on. Uh, ta -ta -ta -ta, the jerk. You're a jerk. Um, where'd it go? Yeah, sometimes you just have to turn off your brain and laugh. That's what he said. And he gave yep. it a nine. I don't think I went that high, but... <laughs> so someone gave it a ten. What of Steve Martin's best films? Yeah. It is. Someone gave it a seven. Effective madcap comedy. I haven't I found one eight. bad rating on here yet. See? It's a good movie. It's a funny movie. Eight. Ridiculous, it, it, for, for stupid, what, and for funny. What it is, for what it is, it's a funny movie. I'm not saying this is one of the best movies of all time. For what this movie is, it's hilarious. Ten. What a life. <laughs> eight. Steve Martin excels in his first lead role. I'm th these people are paid. Uh, IMDb is paying them. Mm-hmm. Sure. <laughs> sure. Uh, what other scenes do you uh, appreciate? Because I do have a list, oh, oh. believe it or not. 
<laughs> the, I like the whole, like we talked about earlier, the whole opening sequence when he was a, I was born a poor kid in a black family. <laughs> well, no, I was, I, I was born a poor black kid. Yeah, yeah poor black kid. <laughs> yeah, the that... whole opening scene is funny. And then when he goes to uh, hitchhike, he's literally standing outside of the house. <laughs> And, so, and then the first hitchhiker. Where you? How far are you going? To the next fence. <laughs> yes. Okay. Yes. Moment. Momentarily. Momentarily funny. Yeah. That whole opening sequence, though, is funny. Um. You know they couldn't get away with doing a movie like that today. No. I uh, so uh, I took it to work the other day, and we were watching it. And the guy has uh, he hadn't seen it either. And we even mentioned that, like, yeah, you would never be able to make this movie today. You know, it, I, it, it takes me back to the um, Dave Chappelle sketch on The Chappelle Show where he was a he was a bl- blind the, black man, clans, but he was a white supremacist. Yeah, he was a Klansman. <laughs> yeah. And you and know, that, head expo- or one of the other guys head explodes when. Yeah, that sketch that is one. so freaking funny. So, you know, I see that, I, I get the parallels here and the humor and stuff like that. But you couldn't do that kind of thing today. And it's. Yeah, it's a different type of humor. Humor has, uh, I, I don't know, gotten weird. But, um, you know, it used to be, you know, you couldn't be afraid to be offensive in humor. And now you can't even be offensive in humor. Um, yeah. But no, I do. I do like that whole opening sequence. And like I said, I love the part where, you know, he can't he can't seem to dance and stay in rhythm to uh, the music that they're listening to. But then as soon as he hears white man music, jazz, I think it's jazz. Was it jazz? Swing? Yeah, I think it was jazz. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was jazz. You know, all of a sudden he has rhythm. He can snap his finger. He can tap his foot at the same time. You know, the typical white man dance. Yes. Yes. That's funny. I think that's hilarious. Um, See? I don't know. What does that say about me that I find the racial stuff funny more than I find anything else? <laughs> I have no idea. Uh, it's um, just good humor. It is good humor. Um, I like you mean this- I'm going to stay this color forever? <laughs> Um, I like the scene with the cat juggling. Yeah, that was him too. Yeah, yeah, that was him. He played the cat juggler. Uh, I I don't know why. Like you, you expect that scene to go somewhere else, and then all of a sudden he's juggling cats, and it's yeah, it's it just to be so like, funny, like cat fighting or something. Yeah. yeah, yeah, because that's exactly what it was. It was making fun of like uh, cockfighting and yeah. stuff like that. And so you expect either these cats are meant to be fighting each other, or even something worse or a little bit more sadistic being done with these cats. No, it's cat juggling, and it's so funny that little misdirection. And then when he drops one of the cats and it hits the table. I admit I laughed probably a little louder than I should have on that one, but I'm not a big cat person, so me neither. I'm allergic. Yes. Um whenever um whenever our current cat is no longer with us, there will be no more cats in this house. Ugh. I don't blame you. Yeah, no. I can't believe I ever let Karen talk me into that one. But <laughs> anyway. And then my other favorite scene, taking it back to Carl Reiner, that cut scene. He's like, let me show you uh, the clip from my movie where I was a little delayed in saying cut. <laughs> car just oh, goes yeah. crashing through all the, the signs off yeah. the hill. And then as soon as it hits that first like tree on the hill, cut. <laughs> <laughs> it's so, was it was so stupid. And then like, can Carl Reiner really do that with his eyes, though? That was kind of freaking me out. It's just making him cross-eyed, right? 
That's all he, he no, did. No, no, he was. If you watch closely, he's moving one of his eyes like independently from the other. I think I could do that. I'm trying to do it right now. <laughs> it's like it's that thing. Yeah. Um, what's his face does who plays uh Pennywise in the new it mo- uh it movies? You know. Yeah. He could actually do that. He can make his eyes do weird things. That was not CG for those who did not know that. I don't think they had CG in 1979. Exactly. So like, so that leads me to believe that Carl Reiner can do messed up sh- stuff with his eyes or could do messed up stuff with his eyes. And that creeps me out. Anything with eyeballs creeps me out. So, okay. So one of the things I, I, I just wrote it down because it is funny. The whole scene where um, Navin's getting shot at and he's, uh, he hits the, the oil cams, mm-hmm. man, this guy really hates oil. And uh, so <laughs> they're running away and uh naven goes into the where it says carnival personnel only yeah well this dude's a murderer killing people but he won't go in there because it says carnival personnel only hey you're not you carnival can't be, personnel yeah go in there <laughs> but he finally chases him down there in that little what was that a junkyard or something like that yeah She's like, oh, I was going through a bad time you know <laughs> <laughs> i'm actually literally on that part right now oh nice nice that's funny. Oh my! All right, I fine. All right, okay. The movie has its, it's funny, funny moments. Movie. All right, I don't. I don't know, but I'm not a. I'm not going to call it a great movie. Okay, it is funny and it has its moments. And damn it, I laughed, but I still don't like it. <laughs> I don't like that I laughed. <laughs> I didn't enjoy the laughter. Okay. <laughs> Uh, you're not going to make me enjoy uh, yeah, this yeah. movie, I swear. <laughs> uh, we've already talked about a bunch of quotes now. Is there any that we haven't yeah. touched on yet? Uh, let's see. I got one. Talked about the whole... Oh, Probably yeah. the first time I laughed in the whole movie, besides the whole dancing scene, was uh, when the truck driver uh, stops to pick up uh, Naven as the hitchhiker, and the truck driver asks, St. Louis? And Naven goes, no, <laughs> Naven Johnson. <laughs> Actually, Steve Martin said that's his favorite part of the movie. His favorite line in the movie. It because, <laughs> it's it's stupid. <laughs> yeah. But I laughed. Anyway, yes, that was my first one. What do you got? I'm reading all my quotes and all like stuff we said, like, I'm going to stay this color. And then at the end of when he's getting all this stuff, like, the ashtray, the remote controls, paddleball game, yeah. magazine of the chair. <laughs> and and the I don't need anything else except my dog. I don't need my dog. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. That scene where he's trying to get rid of shithead. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. You can stay. And then he's literally dragging the dog behind him. What? There's a fire. We need to tell everybody. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Damn it, Robert. You've succeeded. Fine. <laughs> I like this du- stupid movie. All right. I like it. Why are you crying? Why are you wearing that old dress? Because I just heard a song <laughs> on the radio. Reminded me of the way <laughs> yeah, we were. Me of the way we were. What What's was it? The, the way, way we were. We were. <laughs> yeah, that one's funny. Uh, I like it when he goes to the bank uh, to cash the check, and he still hasn't even yeah. realized it's two hundred fifty thousand. Two hundred big ones. <laughs> I'm literally on that scene right now too. Nice. And the bank manager's like, yeah. "I will need two pieces of identification." He goes, "Ah, yes, <laughs> I have my temporary driver's license, and I have my astronaut application, astronaut form. application form. I didn't pass though. I failed everything but the date of birth." 
Uh, speaking of which, I have to go to the DMV tomorrow. Uh, oh, that sucks. My freaking license expires when I'm in Vegas. Oh, man. Yeah, so... License expires? Though. Yeah. Oh, my birthday. That's crazy. I don't even know when mine expires. So I don't... I gotta take my passport with me so I get back on the plane coming home. Because they don't like expired licenses and stuff, which even though it clearly states my birthday on it. But yeah, I've never understood that. So how does a license yeah. having an expiration date not make it valid as a form of identification? Obviously, it's still you. Do you expire on that date? I was uh, exactly. I was in L.A. I think I was catching a plane and um, I'd been gone a while when I was working. I used to travel all the time for work and um, my license expired while I was gone. And so I'm at the hotel, or the airport bar and I they asked for my ID and they wouldn't serve me because my license expired. I'm like. But it clearly says my birthday. That's all you need to know is my birthday. <laughs> what does it matter if my license expired to give me a beer? Yeah, like this is me. This is my birthday. You can see that it's there's me. my picture. Yeah, there's my picture. There's my birthday. But because it's expired, that means I'm expired. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. Dumb, so. It's so, so stupid. Yeah, so I, I need to go to the DMV tomorrow to get a temporary license, and then. I, I I'm stop. I guess I guess I'm still gonna take my passport in case I get, you know, carded in Vegas. So I gotta carry my passport around with me everywhere. Sucks, but oh well, whatever. Yeah, man, that does suck. Anyways, yeah, I have to I um, have to go uh, to the DMV and renew my registration this month. Oh crap! I gotta do that too. Dang it! Oh, guess what I'm doing? Speaking uh, of which, I'm getting a new car. What? What are you getting? I'm getting it later this year. I'm getting the new uh, Subaru electric vehicle. Oh, yeah, cool. Yeah, I actually need you to call my dealer. Prices in. I know uh, they're they're like four twenty here already. Cool. We're we just hit four here. It's it's ridiculous. I mean, in fact, I still have to worry about pump, it all summer, but still. Yeah, the gas pump. Cut me off at seventy five dollars. Wouldn't even let me go higher. Yeah, so we got three quarters of a tank. I was like, yeah. what the heck? I've heard above a bunch of uh, gas stations doing that to you know preserve their stores. They they give you well, a limit. All I got to do is hang it up and then do it again and get the rest. You know. So yeah. what are you really preserving? I don't know. It's supposed. I guess people would get annoyed with it and just move on. I don't know. Whatever. Like and, I didn't get more. I just kept it. I don't drive very far. I literally I got my little bubble here and I don't really leave it. So. Yeah, I mean, I, I drive to and from work, and that's a, about a 40-minute drive for me uh, one way. So that's all the driving I usually do. I'll piddle around Wilmington every once in a while. Other than that, that's why I was okay getting the electric car, because I don't do a lot of long-distance driving. And if I do have to do a lot of long-distance driving and I don't feel comfortable taking the car, I just take Karen's car. Done. Yeah. We need to put some well, miles we, uh, on her car. We were in Reno. We were in Reno last week, and... um. We uh, rented a vehicle to go to that. We're going to go skiing and uh, we drove it up the mountain twice and back and it was a hybrid like electric and gas. Yeah. And that gas needle barely even moved from full the whole mm -hmm. time we had to drive into the mountain and back twice. Yeah. Because I thought about going hybrid, too, but I just decided to go all out this time and just do the electric. I think but, I would go hybrid if I did get one. Yeah. But, we'll see. Well, I, I can that still all, back I mean, out of this. So, yeah, I've got that. I've got a Ford F-150 and they just made that all electric Ford F-150 that's supposed to be able to power your house for like three days. I know I couldn't convince Karen to let me get it. It's the lightning and I yeah. really, really wanted yeah, it. The and she, 
she, I couldn't convince her, so this is the one we settled on. Trust me, I wanted nice. that. Or I was going to wait for the electric Silverado next year, but nah. couldn't convince her. Yeah, I don't think they have any truck hybrids, though. I don't think so. Not that I'm aware of. They do have anyway. SUV hybrids, and I looked at those two. Yeah. Anyway, getting back on topic here. The jerk, uh, yes. The jerk, uh-huh. the jerk. We're still uh, on quotes. We're still on quotes. Oh, yeah, I, when I'm out of about quotes. To leave, when he was about to leave, the mother, and remember, the Lord loves a working man. And he goes, the Lord loves a working man. And the father, and son, don't ever trust Whitey. <laughs> don't trust Whitey. The Lord loves a working man. Don't trust Whitey. Whitey, yeah. <laughs> and then uh, when that guy who... Uh, was at the gas station. His glasses kept falling off. And he goes, damn these glasses, son. Yes, sir. I damn thee. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was funny. All right. Uh, like like I said, you convinced me finally. Yes, it's a funny damn movie. All right. It is a funny movie. I'm not going to watch it all the time, but maybe like a once a year thing. There. What else you got? Let's see. I'm looking. I'm looking. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so those... Those bottos that came through. Oh my He's god! Like, um, I can fix those shocks because they're coming up at all uh, the the um, hydraulic shocks and. Uh, let's see. And he goes, no, no, no. We just want some gas, muchacho. Okay, but it's Sunday. We have to have a credit card. Hey, Jerry, we got a credit card back there. <laughs> Pull master, will master charge work? Yes, that's fine. We take master charge. You want to fill up, Miss Nesbaum? <laughs> oh, I'm Mister Nesbaum. <laughs> Yeah, that's my wife's card. Wife's card, huh? Yeah, I'll vouch for him. Okay, as long as we have a voucher. <laughs> By the that's way, okay. I did not realize that the 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 hydraulic lift that they do on the cars and so I didn't realize that was popular back in the seventies. Yeah, I don't think I thought that was more of like a nineties thing. Yeah, right? so that kind of took me by surprise. That's all I got. Yeah, I have no more either. Uh, do you have any uh, plot holes, nitpicks, movie mistakes that you care to share? Movies like this, you can't really. Yeah, you really can't pick stuff. Comedies are harder because I feel like, you know, yeah. even if there is a mistake in there or some sort of hole, you know, you just it's better to overlook it. It's, it's more in the dramas and stuff like that. The movies that with better stories and better plots and stuff right. like that, that you want to kind of you want to make sure they're intact and have integrity. So. All right. So we'll skip past that on a scale of one to ten. What do you give this movie? Eight. It's funny. It's funny, but I don't know if it's eight. Let me guess. Funny. Let me guess. Five. Are you like looking at my computer screen? <laughs> That's what you gave it a five. I gave it a five, but I'm willing to concede nice. that I might have been wrong. So after discussing <laughs> this with you, <laughs> yeah, after discussing this with you and realizing that maybe I just wasn't giving the humor its dues. I'm willing to say that, yes, it's a six. Nice. So not a terrible movie, but not something worthy of my time all the time. No, it's a good movie. I like every couple of years. Sit down. Hey, the jerk. Yeah, like the jerk. Hey, OK, cool. Cool. So. All right. So I got a question for and maybe this is another thing that just kind of went over my head. Is he the jerk? Yes, he's the jerk. Why is he the jerk? Because he doesn't realize he's a jerk. Like, but is he a jerk, or is he just so simple minded? He can be. He's simple minded. I feel like everybody's being a jerk. a jerk to him. I felt like the jerk was maybe a representation of everybody else to him. That's a good take on it. 
I mean, I mean, not everybody was mean to him. Obviously, the gas station no, owner mean, like was, treated him nice right. and stuff like that, and blah yeah, blah blah. He, but he was were, always trying to be nice to everybody. Yeah, I just, I don't. I guess I don't understand the idea behind the idea of the jerk. The idea behind the idea of the jerk. The idea of the jerk. I just, I, I guess I don't understand that part. I don't think he was being no, a jerk. No, he was always trying to be nice to everybody, yeah. and help people out. So, I don't know. Hmm. Interesting. Hmm. Food for thought. Nitpick. Uh, there you go. There's a nitpick. Why is it called the jerk? I don't think he was a jerk. Um, what miscellaneous items do you have to offer up about this movie? Uh, let's see. Do, 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 do. Oh, the part where Navin licks Marie's face during their first date was completely improvised. Oh, my God. Bernadette, Bernadette Peter's reaction was genuine. That's funny. Steve Martin and the dog got off on the wrong foot when he accidentally dropped mittens on the <laughs> animal's face. From then on, it cowered every time he tried to pet it. Martin recalled it as miserable. He hated me. Hmm. And, uh, let's see. There was actually a jerk two movie made in 1984. Uh, was a made for television film was rumored uh, to be the pilot of a proposed TV series. David Johnson was played by Mark Blankfield, who I believe Mark Blankfield is the guy who played Blinken on uh, in Robin Hood Men in Tights. Um, though Martin oh, was credited right. for characters, yeah. Though Martin was credited for characters, he did not act. Uh, well, he. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. He was credited for the characters. He wasn't in the in the show or the movie. He was just acted as an executive producer on it. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, that That's dude really who I plays guess. Blinken so, is in yeah. that movie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I got a couple. Okay. Yeah, I just got to pull them up uh, real quick. Uh, the first one I read was about Bill Murray. Uh, Bill Murray was originally supposed to uh, have a guest role in this movie, but it got cut. So he uh, joked about this movie during a Saturday Night Live broadcast saying that uh, I was in the movie, but cut out of it. That doesn't influence my opinion of this movie. The movie is a dog. There's something missing, and I don't know who it is. I can't say. <laughs> Sound you know, typical Bill Murray. And yeah. uh, another thing is that famed director, famed and critically acclaimed director Stanley Kubrick is a huge admirer of this film and often takes lines from this film um, and like uses it uh, like kind of like how, you know, we always quote film lines from this movie or from movies that we like in everyday life. He does that apparently all the time. And he is such a huge admirer of Steve Martin. See, if he could like this movie, you could like this movie. Well, Stanley Kubrick's also cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. So eh. potato, potato. Yeah. And that's all I've got. Cool. Cool. All right, so guys, that was our interpretation of the jerk. Uh, Robert has convinced me that this is actually a funny movie, so I don't absolutely hate right. it, but I'm not happy about it. Um, we do have a really fun episode coming up for y'all on the next one. So we're going to have a guest joining us on this one, and we're going to be talking about the Oscar-winning Coen Brothers film. I'll let y'all figure out which one it is. And uh, we got uh, a lot more fun planned after that, so make sure you're staying tuned for that, and uh, go go out there to the movies, guys. Uh, I'm going to go see Batman this weekend. If you haven't seen Batman, uh, I've been told you need to go see it. 
It's going to be absolutely phenomenal. We got a lot to look forward to as far as the TV world goes as well. We talked about Obi-Wan at the beginning of this uh, at the beginning of this episode. Uh, That show just looks absolutely amazing. It is going to be a limited series, so it's not going to be something we're going to get several seasons of. It's once it's there, it's there. Six episodes, uh, you know, like, I don't know. Give me a good 10 episodes uh, limited series, not like five or six. I agree. I'm like, if you're going to if you're going to do this, let's make it worth our while. You know? Yeah, absolutely. Um, other than that, thank you for joining us, guys. Stay safe out there. And uh, yeah, we will see you next time here. Drew Barrymore.